Nation, my name is Anthony Delgado, and we already started the podcast uh, 30 minutes earlier, uh, but you are now jumping into the first half of a podcast, the second half of a private podcast with my main man, Brian Breach. Thank you for coming on Quarantine Radio, my friend. What's going on, man? Thank you so much for having me in these disruptful times. See what I did there? It's very disruptful times, yeah. So I wanted to, I'm going to try to take all the jewels that you were dropping before I hit record and get them on here. So you were talking about, you know, right now everyone's losing their jobs and people are getting forced to either work from home as like adapt or die. Right. But people like us, we make money online. So it's like not too much has changed. So what has been your outlook from uh, being in the Miami area? Ooh, so my outlook, you know, number one is is a lot of empathy. You know, I, I'm really feeling for everything that's going on right now. I see people in, in highly aligned up for unemployment. I see people at work. I see people I see people that that I thought were doing like amazingly. They, they don't have a job for a month and they're out there, you know, hustling, trying to make other things happen because they got no money coming in right now. But what I tell people, what I like to tell people during this time especially, is that you never know when any of this craziness is going to go on. You never know when a pandemic is going to hit. Nobody knew this was going to happen. So this is a really good time, you know, other than to, you know, grow your social media and make some awesome TikToks and stuff like that. This is the time to go online and start Googling or figuring out ways, watching tutorials on how to make money at home online. So if this ever happens again, or if you want to quit your nine to five one day, you can go and do it. I mean, there's so much ways to make money. You can start a social media business. You can uh, sell stuff on Amazon. Um, you can literally, not during the pandemic, but you can go to thrift stores. One of my boys, he goes to thrift stores and he finds unique clothing. He flips them for two, three, five, ten times the price. He's banking off this stuff. You can do online surveys. You can uh, repost people's stuff. You can, I have a friend a who gets way. stuff from, uh, from storage lots. He buys out the Say store. Again? Storage lots, like Storage Wars, like those TV shows. Bro. The boy does it. He was He's not on TV. He's just doing it, and he bids on them, and he gets a bunch of uh, stuff, and he flips it. You know, and a lot of these guys are doing better than ever because people are home. So people are at home shopping, and, and there you go. Hundred percent, bro. The, the, especially with the social media business, every everybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the most non-technologically savvy person on earth. Everybody is floating into social media right now. More TikToks are being created than ever. More Instagrams, more posts, more creativeness. The social media business is booming. Every minute of every day, someone's like, yo, can you help me grow my social media? How do I get followers? How do I do this? How morning till night. So there, there's a huge market right now on social media to make a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about you, your background, your story. So... Take us back. How did you get started in the whole social media world? And for people that don't know you, uh, give like a, a little background on yourself and how you got started. Right. You're, how far you want me to go back? You want me to go childhood back or you want me to go, I can go childhood back. Where go, yeah, take us back to kindergarten. <laughs> when, was the first, when was the first prank that you did on your first grade teacher that started all this nonsense? <laughs> yeah, when I was... Yeah, when I came in my, my, my mom's womb. Um, no, so long story short, you know, I, I'll break down my early childhood. Um, I, like, this is the way I like to explain it. Um, I was born to a very busy dad and a very abusive mom. And um, my mom was kind of out of control back then. She, got, she was arrested on, like, interstate trafficking charges. She contracted HIV 
from a neighbor um, that when she was cheating on my dad. And then somehow or another, she got custody. We moved down to Florida. When we were living in Florida, she meets a guy. Um, he ends up getting killed in some kind of drug deal gone wrong. My mom passes away of HIV. And then my dad gets custody. And all this crazy stuff went on. I became very independent at a young age as a kid. My dad ended up in the hospital for, uh, he got a staph infection because of his back surgery. My stepmom had a brain tumor. She was out of commission. So I was basically, in a sense, on my own as a kid. I worked early nine to fives. Um, I don't say nine to fives because I was still in high school. But my first job, I was 11. Uh, second job, I was 13. I was a busboy. Then I became another busboy, a waiter. I did telemarketing. I did every nine to five that you could think of, cell phone sales, hustling, everything that you could think of. And then my last nine to five, um, I had had some kind of arrest. I had two arrests within a small period of time. And within that four year period of time, I had my last nine to five. Um, I was really focused on music at the time. I wasn't paying attention to my work anymore and they got rid of me, but they told me that I can work on the campus of where I was working at and they ran my background even though the arrest was from two years prior and they wouldn't even hire me within the same company. So that moment in my life forced me to go out on my own and not work at nine to five anymore. So my last nine to five, done. I was forced out of my own. I had no other choice. I couldn't even get a job at McDonald's probably because of what happened with the arrest. Um, so I went to start, I, the first thing I did was straight up went into music. That was my main thing. I was always doing music. I was opening up for a major hip hop artist. Um, I, and then what was happening was we couldn't, we were finding it hard to get booked on so many of these shows because there were so many artists around here. So we made the decision instead of waiting for people to book us on shows, we became the promoters and booked the shows ourselves. So instead of waiting for these people to put my ass on a show, we became the promoter. I booked the famous artist. I booked the venue. I got the door girl to handle the money. I put myself and my, my face bigger than everyone on the flyer. And I opened up for the artist. So we were doing that for a long time. And I believe that you don't wait for people to, to hire you into your business. You don't wait for people to put you on shows. If you want to show, create your show. You don't want to wait for people to put you on podcasts, create your own fucking podcast. I believe that shit wholeheartedly. So um, we, we moved out of that realm and then we started independent label. When we started independent label. I thought I was going to be the next P Diddy, a bad boy. I thought we were going to blow up. You know how you're thinking, right? And I couldn't figure out how to monetize the label. But with all these things that I was doing, with all these little failures, I found some kind of success. Every time I failed, I learned and I took something from it. And the one thing I learned during that label time was how to build social media. And the one thing I learned during handling eight different artists was how to grow Twitter, how to grow people's Instagram pages, how to grow everything that we were doing, their SoundCloud pages. So when the label failed, we had to figure out how to make real money. We, we had a brainstorming session at, a, um, at some frozen yogurt store, Menchie's down here. And we were like, yo, we got to make money. The label's not working. The performing's not working. We never stopped performing, but we started a printing business. And we started this printing business. We were given this 30,000 square foot warehouse after nine months, the building sold because we were stupid and we didn't sign leases or we didn't, we didn't know better. We didn't sign any paperwork, no contracts. The building sold out from under us back to square one. Then I started my clothing line, Psyche Clothing. I went hard at it. I started going hard. And I got pretty far. I built the, the social media, the Instagram page, like 36,000 followers. And then if you remember that expression, scare money, don't make money. I got to the point where I was scared to put tons of money into it because I needed money for everything else. And it kind of fizzled out because I was scared to move forward. But I learned something. I learned how to create a freaking clothing line. Now when I get back into it, I know exactly what to do. And then that moved into the social media business. And 
Now we can come to present day and all the craziness. In 2016, early 2017, I quit music, okay? When I quit music, I didn't wanna lose my fan base because I already was verified on Instagram for music. So what I did was I made a conscious decision to start shooting viral videos and sketch comedy and I started doing everything, social experiments, pranks, all this stuff. And um, right at the end of the year, I wrote on a vision board saying, if you don't go viral in one year, the whole social media viral comedy stuff is over. And four months before the year was up, I was given the opportunity to do a TED talk. I did my TED talk and a video I did went viral. And the combination of those two things was like the fucking perfect storm, like that movie with George Clooney. And between the TED talk and the thing that went viral, it just got me so many amazing opportunities this last year or so. And uh, two or three things went viral in a row. And boom, I, I, you know, I turned that little thing and I kept the momentum going. And now I, I'm, I'm just given such amazing opportunities. So that is the very long story condensed into a short story. Yeah. Oh, wait, I think I'll. There we go. There you go. So you got the TED Talk, and that was probably a big, uh, a very big moment, right? And you were like, okay, now unbelievable. I'm, that's like a transition, right? Because it before was, that, you yes. were in music. Everyone was only recognizing you for that. Um, and then you get the TED Talk. And what were, what were you thinking when you got the TED Talk? And, and what was the topic? What was the theme that you ended up going with? And what do you think helped it? uh go viral yeah so so the cool part about the ted talk was that it's one of those things where i like to tell people that even if you don't know if you have the ability to do something in this life you got to take the opportunity even if you have no clue if you could do it jump in it and figure it out later i never knew in a million years that i could stand on a stage and verbatim make a speech for 13 minutes and now i could talk for an hour straight without even thinking about it so I did the TED Talk. It was such an amazing experience. It was seven weeks of practice uh, uh, once a week until the TED Talk hit. And after the TED Talk happened, um, I, I, I did really well. Or I, I did okay on, on their YouTube channel. I got a lot of hits and they asked me back to be a judge the next year on another TED Talk. But what it did was it got me great connections, great friendships. And between that, go, uh, the TED Talk doing well and the video going viral, I was asked to speak around the country. As you know, I came out to Puerto Rico. I got to speak in LA. I got to speak in New York. I spoke at Margaritaville down here. So the combination of these two things, people have been asking me to speak. Now, what the TED Talk was about, the topic of the TED Talk was how to survive without a job through failure. And what I did was I kind of talked about what I just talked about on how I failed all these years, but kept moving forward without a nine to five. And now I've been asked to speak around the country about how to go viral. In a million years, I would never think that people would be asking me after that video went viral, hey, can you come to our events and speak about how to go viral to people? Never in a million years did I think that would be a topic. And now I'm speaking to people and teaching people how to go viral and giving them tips how to increase their video views. So, Let's talk about some of the, let's talk about money. Let's talk about some of the ways that you're monetizing even in this. So you said basically you went from, uh, I guess, practicing marketing, social media promotions, all these things as a musical artist. Then you went into practicing them and saying, okay, right. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do comedy. I'm just, I'm going to build a brand and 
And, you know, a lot of times when you go into these things, the monetization, like the making money part might be the second part, right? The first part is this is my idea. This is my vision. This is my music yeah. or my comedy, you know, my art. And, and then the, the, that's the cliche of the starving artist, right? Then the monetization comes last. Um, but that's how some of the best artists are created because they're so driven by their purpose right. and their passion. So when you're, when you're in that transition phase and you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to uh, like monetize your brand, like, do you start off consulting? Do you start off working with small businesses? Like how's, where, where's your first sale in that transition from like music into more of a social media driven uh, business model? Right. Right. So it, it was, it was a, it was a combination. So, so even though I started off shooting these comedy viral videos after the Ted talk, I still have my quiet social media business. And what's funny is he, I, I think I even said it in Puerto Rico, I haven't really gone out my way to grow the social media business because I'm doing well enough where it's allowing me to run it by myself and I have partners uh, on the other side, but they do content management while I shoot these videos and do what I do. Now I make money off the social media business with my clients, but the monetization on my side never came from like, I'm getting checks from YouTube. The monetization came from, opportunities directly related to everything that I'm doing. So as my numbers grew on Instagram, as the, you know, I'm verified on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So as people see my verification, as I just crossed a hundred thousand followers, um, when I got that last magazine feature, when people see me speaking, everything that I post online, I, what I did was I switched my Instagram page instead of putting filler on there and bullshit and stupid memes, I started making every post significant. So if you look at my page in the last year and a half, you'll see a crazy transition from like bullshit posts. And then you'll see like one significant thing to like four bullshit posts to one significant thing. And now everything in the last year and a half, every single post you click on is something significant. And I turn my Instagram into like my resume. So when I drive people to my Instagram, they see, oh shit, he just spoke in California and they have to, oh, he just spoke uh, here. He just did a magazine feature. He was on uh, Revolution, the radio. He, he, he flew to New York to do Power 105.1. And all those things are turning into more opportunities. So just in the last two weeks, I've woken up and I've been asked to be on like 10 podcasts. I woke up, I asked to be on the cover of Mr. Hollywood Magazine in LA. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, fucking thank you. And then I got asked to be in the celebrity softball tournament with uh, Deontay Wilder. I'm like, me? You want, you want me to be on Deontay Wilder? It's still weird to me, you know what I mean? So every day I wake up and I look at my inbox and it's just opportunity after opportunity because I, sh I, I made my social media to look that way, that very more professional, less BS bullshit. So people could come to my page and see what I'm doing. And it's weird. I, it, it's, it's hard to explain. As you do more significant things and as the verification comes and as you speak and as you post all these things that you're doing and, you know, uh, uh, the, the Yahoo thing or whatever, opportunities come. So instead of chasing people for opportunities, as you progress and go further, as that thing went viral, people will start to chase you. So the key here is to create your own buzz. And instead of chasing people, once you create your own buzz, they will chase you. They will give you the opportunities. And that, that's how I've been able to monetize. Yeah, I love that. So you're using your social media, like essentially as your resume, as your platform to sell yourself to, you know, document what you're doing, document what you're creating. And yeah, it's an incredible platform. I mean, LinkedIn, I've treated LinkedIn the same way for years and so many freaking opportunities 
just come to you, right. right? People look at what you're doing. They look at who you've, who you've worked with, uh, the shows, podcasts, speaking engagements, and then boom. And then they're asking you, hey, what, what's up with the next show? What's up with the next speaking engagement, et cetera? Awesome. Man. It's so cool. Yeah. Very cool. So tell me a little bit more about, uh, about <clears throat> consulting. And I know Hugo is on, is on the line. Uh, so do you trade your time for money? Like, do you do consulting and do you use the Modi app? Let's talk a little bit about the Modi app and, and how you're, you're leveraging consulting. And if people don't even know what consulting is, what that business model looks like, we have a lot of new entrepreneurs that follow us. Um, what does that business model look like? And, and what kind of technologies, you know, including Modi, could you use in, in uh, that type right. of business model? You, you know, what's weird though. The thing is that, like I said, I haven't wanted to, it, it's a weird thing because most people want to scale their businesses up because I like being on the entertainment side of things. I didn't want to scale up. So I get hit up to consult every day. And there are people, don't get me wrong. There are people that I am helping with, but not a dramatic amount. What we started doing was we grew a hundred or so pages on SoundCloud and we started making money off SoundCloud by getting paid by major artists to share their music. So uh, 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 not even major artists, it could be local artists as well. So when someone has uh, four shares on their SoundCloud page, all of a sudden they have a hundred, they have 50,000 views, they have a hundred comments. So we were getting paid by um, this guy who was sending us business from New York who had a label or was an A&R and we were growing people's pages on SoundCloud. Um, so that was one of the ways we were doing it. The other way I was doing it was through certain programs to help grow your Instagram and Twitter. Um, we originally started with TweetPee back in the day. Um, now we use different stuff. Um, there's all sorts of ways to do it. We can send out likes from your page and target specific hashtags. So if you're a real estate agent and you want more followers, I could send out 500 likes to any real estate hashtags that were posted within the next, uh, within the, the last hour, that's going to get you followers. We, we were doing the follow and unfollow thing. Now there's mass follow viewer where it, it appears that you're viewing tons of stories where people can watch that. I was sending out automatic direct messages, which was like a savior for me. Because when I was selling my album, um, I would have direct message go out for every follower. So every day I was averaging like 40 to 90 new followers per day. Um, and I'd have an automatic direct message go out to 40 of those followers. And that message would say, hey, what's up? Thank you for following me. Um, I have a question to ask you. How do you listen to music on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Google Play, or Amazon? And I'd say about, I get a 50% response rate. And then they would send me a message. And then you're allowed to preload messages into your Instagram. So instead of having to go and copy and paste the message, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, if they wrote the word Spotify, I would just shoot out a message automatically that said, bam, thank you so much. This is, this is my album on Spotify. Please let me know what you think about it. And all these messages, they're not spammy. Nobody knew ever that I was sending out automatic direct messages. Everybody thought it was exactly me because of the way I worded it. So there's, there's all these strategies in social media that we were doing and helping growing people's businesses. And I do consult, but it's not to the dramatic amount that you may think. I have you know, a couple of people here and there. I've been keeping my business very minimal because I've been going so damn hard at all the social media stuff. And I've been getting legitimate opportunities. Like I got paid to host um, a celebrity boxing match. I never thought in a million years I'd be on stage like, hey, come up on the stage. You're gonna beat the shit out of this guy. Like, I'm like, they really paying me for this? And I'm like, wow, I'm getting in a groove of getting paid gigs for all this stuff that I'm doing and it's, and it's amazing. So I have my social media business. It will always be there quietly. And the minute I decide to scale up, 
I'm going to scale the hell up. But I've been working on a TV show called America's Gone Viral. And um, unfortunately, the pandemic hit right when we were about to catch a deal. We already had sat down with somebody. We had a home for the show. Um, it, it was a whole thing. And then the pandemic hit. So now I had to slow down. But once this pandemic's over, my main focus is America's Gone Viral. Um, on the side of the Modi app, Modi app, amazing ass app, created by my boy Hugo. Such an awesome consulting app. And I cannot wait for this thing to blow up. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, you, so you're using, shout out to the Modi app. What app are you using to, uh, to do the DMs? Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, I'm just going to yeah. ask, bro. I'm not going to tiptoe <laughs> around it. If I, if, I tell the, if I tell the users, like, what I use, it's like, they don't need me anymore. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I, have, I have multiple programs here that run. I'll tell you when we get off. <laughs> okay well we'll stop the podcast so actually that's kind of the format we run the podcast and then we stop the recording and it's just for the the people that hop on the, the short live so maybe we could give it to dope, the, dope, dope. the viewers um okay cool so so but you're running all these apps these different apps to monetize your business some of them are automating some of them are uh are then you charge time for money that uh hugo's app right. modi it's like yeah. facetime i get paid to post charge. on my stories as well yeah, and that's people that want to gain more followers, right? Right. So, so like just yesterday, somebody was running a contest and asked me to post a story. So depending, you know, it depends on what I, what I want to charge for. They'll see, they'll look at my stats. Um, I'll send out my stats. I'll show them what kind of notes I get. And then, you know, they'll pay me 30 for a story post or 50 or 80 or, you know, for a week I'll post their stuff whatever it is that they want me to promote, they'll give me a hundred, 150, whatever. So I slowly gain money that way. But that's the thing you have to, you, you want to have all these little sources of income. You never know when someone's going to ask me to post something on my story that I'm going to get money for. And, and it's not just me. Anybody could do it. If you have a page, an art page, you can blow your art page up, build the following. If you have a, um, I'll say a real estate page, but an art page or an artist page, you grow your following and you could charge people to post stuff. They'll, they'll, they'll pay for it. You know? Everybody wants to grow their following. We are in the day and age of social media. It has to be a rarity for you not to want to grow your social media these days. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the new, that's the new currency. It's a social currency. It is, bro. It's crazy. So if you were starting from scratch and you were, you know, dead broke, zero followers, zero <laughs> engagement, and you had to start from scratch today in the middle of a pandemic, and you had a little bit of advice for yourself, what, what would you do? Oh, man. So is this without social media knowledge, but I still have shitty numbers? No, you have, you, have the same, I, you have the same followers. I mean, you have the same knowledge. But we okay. delete, we delete your Instagram, we delete your brand. The TED Talk is deleted. Like you're literally, you started from scratch, and you're just in your in your mom's basement. You have no money, and you just started from scratch, no brand, uh, nothing. Right. But you know what you know now, obviously. Okay, so yeah, so if I know what I know now, I would probably still gear it towards social media. I would literally immediately get a page going, start it, regardless of my numbers, because of you know, my prior experience to running a label and growing numbers, uh, I would be able to 
talk to people and convince people that I am the right person for the job. And I, if, if, if everything just went to shit right now and I had to hustle, I would just reach out to every single person on social media saying, hey, this is what I do. I can grow your pages regardless of my numbers. You know, I'll make up something that my pages were all deleted. And, and I would, you know, I would literally go hard as hell on social media, getting my pages back up. I would make connections. Now, the cool thing about social media, even if you have no followers, the easy access you have to people and, you know, being verified, it helps. But if I had no verification, you have such access to great minds. As long as you know how to network and as long as you don't send a message, yo, what up, do me a favor, post this. No, if you know how to network properly and you're like, hey, Nice to meet you. My name is so and so forth. I just want to let you know your stuff is awesome. Can I ask you a question? Most people will respond to that. Most people love their DMs. I'd say you'll get like a 50% response, response rate. And as long as you know how to network properly, you could get on the grind ASAP. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. That, that's why I encourage people to start podcasts because it's a great way to grow yeah. your brand. Uh, encourage people to because you have a, blogging. Because you have a value. You, yeah, it gives you, you leverage. Values for the table. Yeah, exactly. You can DM someone and say, I actually did this um, today. There was a Latin influencer that I wanted to work with. And instead of going into her DMs, hey, I want to take from you. I was like, hey, I want to feature on Disrupt Magazine. You want to get featured? Right. And she replied, oh my God, I would love to. That's amazing. Da, 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 da. And, and then that builds a relationship. And then later on, I could worry about, you know, uh, how I could work with her that it could benefit me, but Hey, let's open the conversation with getting you an article. Um, and yep. I, I think, you know, leading with value, whether it's an article, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a shout out or a live or, you know, anything, but you know, lead with value. I, I've had people DM me and like, literally like ask for money. Like, what do you mean? Like in return for what? Like what, is, you know, um, right. so I, I think people definitely need to, it's the same strategies that work offline in networking. Right. They're going to work online as well. Um, 100%. 100%. Okay, cool. So I have one last question and then we'll get into the private uh, Q and A for my members, but I have one oh, last yeah. question and that is what does disrupt mean to you? <laughs> Yo, when you asked me that in Puerto Rico, I still remember my answer, bro. Um, I said something about walking in on a girl or being disrupted. Um, what does disrupt mean to me? I feel like, um, it, it, again, it, it always goes back. I hate being cliche, but when I hear the word disrupt, it goes back to this uh, Steve Jobs quote. And actually, you know what's funny? The, the, the Steve Jobs quote I'm about to tell you, I put on my album, and my album just got removed off all major platforms because it was a copyright issue. Could you believe that shit? Anyway, that's a, whole nother, that's a whole nother story because it was an interview. So um, he said something to the effect of life isn't just there for you to sit in. Life is there to poke and push. And when you push, things come out on the other side. And how I interpret that is that you can disrupt life. You, can, you don't have to sit in your house and think negatively. You don't have to sit here and think nothing's going to happen. If you start networking and you spend, let's say, for example, like you just said, nothing's going on. You spend one hour grinding the hell out, sending messages on social media. You're going to create a connection that's going to get you to the next thing. And the next thing, you don't have to sit here and nothing go on. You could create nothing out of thin, I mean, excuse me, you could create something out of thin air because we have social media now. You could turn a direct message into money in five freaking minutes so you don't have to sit here and nothing go on if you're depressed and you got nothing going on just go out there and get it you can disrupt life whenever you want 
Absolutely. I love that. Brian, thank you so much for being on the show, my friend. If you want to uh, connect with you on social media, where's the best places to do that? Uh, my number one platform number to follow me on is MySpace. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can follow me uh, at Brian Breach, Instagram, Twitter, underscore, uh, Brian underscore Breach, Facebook, Brian Breach, YouTube, Brian Breach, and now TikTok, baby, Brian Breach. Hell yeah. My friend, thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to leave all those uh, notes in the show notes. And yeah, man, keep disrupting. Keep doing your thing. I really appreciate you. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me.